Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's Quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. Spring has sprung, so you guys know what that means. Organization fanatics, this is your time to shine and spring clean your life. So today we're diving into simple ways that you can organize your home, your work life, and your time. Since we've all been stuck in our homes for about a thousand years now, your place is either pristine like Kaylin's or very lived in and chaotic like mine. But if you've been putting off tidying your space and your life, there's no better time to get started. So keep listening for some helpful tips from the experts and strategies that have helped us get our shit together. So while I do tend to leave things to the last minute, hello taxes, I am a pretty organized person in other areas. And I don't think I've ever told you this story before, but when the Minimalist documentary came out on Netflix a few years ago, it's called Minimalism, a documentary about the important things, it actually changed my life. Uh, It motivated Gabe and I to just simplify and as a result become more organized. So I would definitely consider us minimalist now. We have like nothing in our apartment that doesn't serve a purpose. It's still cute and decorated, but it just has the things that we absolutely need or the things that give us joy. And I know it seems a little hyperbolic, but living with less has made me realize what's important, and I honestly think it's helped me with managing my anxiety too. I haven't been clinically diagnosed, but I definitely think I have some form of OCD because everything in my apartment and in my office at work has like an organized place, and if something is out of place, I can't start working, I can't sit down for dinner, I can't go to bed until it's cleaned up and back in its spot. I mean, I'm the friend who comes over and immediately starts cleaning up or lining up your books neatly. Oh my god, it's true. I have seen you do it. And I actually think that you show a lot of self-control at my place, considering the state that it's always in when you're here. I'm the worst. Or the best. Depends how you look at it. Definitely the best. I am also the friend who will start making the bed with you in it if we're having a sleepover. Lol, Kaylin. I got issues, okay? So having less to clean in my space and keeping everything super organized just means I have less to worry about. The irony is my mom was so strict when I was growing up about keeping the house clean and my room tidy, and I hated this so much, but it's clearly rubbed off on me. Look at me, ma. And then there's me, the polar opposite. (laughs) I know my friends are for sure laughing at me for talking about organization right now because this topic is not my strong suit. If there's anything that I've been consistent with throughout my life, it's been a complete lack of organization in my surroundings and time. But someone did tell me once that a chaotic environment means a more organized mind, so I'm going to cling to that, even though my mom probably disagrees. I did grow up in a really pristine and organized household, and it was just never easy for me to live up to that perfect standard. I'm a messy person by nature, so when I moved out, I think I really went the opposite way and claimed my independence as the fully disorganized hot mess that I am. 
But I've recognized that this really does lead to inefficiency and stress in my life. When I'm late for something and I'm super anxious or frustrated, a lot of the time it is because I couldn't find something in all of the chaos. So almost three decades into my life, I've decided I really want to give this organization thing a go. And the first step is understanding some of the psychology behind organization, because that can really help change behaviors. Totally. So a number of studies have looked at what clutter does to people's minds. And many of them point to how people who are stressed out, exhausted, or burnt out can feel calmer and more at ease when they're immersed in hyper-tidy environments. Research in Psychology Today found that women with cluttered homes had higher levels of cortisol, the stress hormone, which definitely adds up if you know me. And Princeton University found that clutter makes it more difficult to focus on a particular task efficiently, which definitely makes sense. But organization takes time and it can feel super daunting. So the key is to break it up into one step at a time. So just start by devoting 30 minutes a day to organizing an aspect of your life. That's definitely doable. There's an awesome website you can use called unfuckyourhabit.com that breaks down organizing into small, fun challenges and checklists. So check it out. So to keep it simple, we're going to boil down four key areas of your life that could probably use a little more organization. The first and most obvious is organizing your home. So if you're a little type A and you want to learn from the best, then you need to check out Marie Kondo's best-selling book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. She also has a show on Netflix, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Man, I was even changed after (laughs) watching that show. I legit did her whole folding method on every piece of clothing in my room, and I think my friends and family thought I'd been abducted by aliens. It was the most organized I have ever been. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she is the organization queen and her organizational style, the KonMari method of essentials, has honestly been used by millions. It's crazy. So the KonMari method follows these six principles. Number one, commit yourself to tidying up. So instead of just cleaning up one room a day, devote an entire day to doing your whole house or apartment. Okay, maybe a whole weekend. And then number two is imagine your ideal lifestyle. So visualization is key. How do you want to feel in your space? Thinking of your life in concrete terms like I want to live in a calm space that sparks creativity and joy is so much more impactful and inspiring than just saying I want to live in a clean home. And then number three, finish discarding first. So you need to purge everything before you start. And in true Marie Kondo style, before getting rid of any items, she recommends that you sincerely thank each item for serving its purpose. Step number four is tidy by category, not location. So instead of starting with your closet, for example, you would just start with clothes. So that might include cleaning out your front hall closet, any storage bins that you have, your shoe rack, and then your closet. Step number five is follow the right order of categories. So first you start with your clothes, then books, then papers, then what she calls kimono, which is basically any miscellaneous items, and then last but not least, sentimental items like photographs, albums, all that kind of stuff. And finally, step number six, my personal fave, ask yourself if it sparks joy. Having things in our home that inspire you and make you happy are so important. If you love it, that feeling is gonna radiate into other areas of your life. If you're not quite ready to go full Marie Kondo, there's some quick fixes we've done that make a huge difference. 
So first of all, have a strategy. I think my fatal mindset that I've had when it comes to this stuff is that I've always thought if everything was just tucked away out of sight, I've organized. But now I realize it's a lot more about strategizing where things should live, storing things so that they make sense and are easily accessible, and just making the most out of your space. You need to go in with a strategy. Like just tucking things and hiding them away like I do is not actually organizing. So in the kitchen, try to organize and group items by task. So keep everything you need to make coffee on one tray, keep all of your baking supplies in one section, and then tackle the things that you always put off, like that totally out of control Tupperware drawer. And then make sure you only keep things on the counters that you use on a daily basis. The rest can just be stored away. Yeah, and the same goes for your bathroom. I just got these awesome floating shelves from Amazon to declutter my counters. And not only has it made my bathroom look so much neater and cleaner, it also displays all my favorite skincare products in such a nice way. Yeah, using your vertical space for storage with shelves is a great hack. And never pass up on good underbed storage too. I'm also all about storing my miscellaneous things in pretty baskets to keep my surfaces clean. Shout out to our fave home decor guru, Alexandra Gator, for inspiring us to do that. She has some amazing tips on her YouTube channel, like storing dry goods and bathroom products in labeled mason jars for a package-free, unified look. Definitely check Alexandra out on YouTube. She will change your life. I'm also working on improving my filing system for all of my documents right now because my home is just a hot mess of papers and that has led to me losing so many important things and even some overdue payments. Whoops. So I'm trying to divide up all my files by purpose and by subject into nice decorated boxes that I can display. Then the second area of focus is organizing your computer and work files. So let's talk about desktops. I swear to God, every time Kaylin uses my laptop, I think she has a mini anxiety (laughs) attack over how many tabs I have open and how much crap I have saved on my desktop. It's... It's a disaster. I honestly haven't figured out how to combat those 1,000 tabs that I have open that make my computer freeze daily. But from my research, experts do recommend bookmarking tabs, obviously, and having a really solid bookmarking system instead of leaving all your tabs open. Or you can save all of those tabs to apps like Pocket so you can read them and store them for later. You can even use browser extensions to manage your tabs and schedule them to reopen in the future at a time when you know you're going to need them. What a time to be alive. But if you need a bunch of things open, make sure that you group related tabs into separate windows. And if you're an Apple user like me, you can create different desktops for different purposes like work, personal, home and retail purchases, and so on. Another place to focus on is your inbox. So I'm a zero inbox kind of gal, and the only way I can do that is by setting up a folder system that works for me, setting up auto filing rules, and using Outlook's cleanup tool. And if you don't know what the cleanup tool is, oh my god, you guys, it's amazing. It essentially deletes any redundant emails in a thread and keeps the latest one or one where someone else was added or one with an attachment. It's so helpful at clearing out those thousands of emails that you have. We'll share a link in the show notes for you guys. I also try to carve out the first and last 30 minutes of my workday to organize my emails and just prioritize my day. Then you want to crack down on organizing your finances. There is no better feeling than having your financial shit together. And organizing your finances doesn't have to be this big, crazy, daunting task. All the hard work is done for you if you use software or apps that track your spending and your investments for you. Yeah, and I've said this before too, but I'm a big fan of Quicken. It tracks all my bank accounts, all my credit cards, all my investments, and it's just a good way for me to see where all my money is. 
Another helpful tip, if you're still getting your bills by mail, sign up for online billing. It makes it so easy to track, save, search your bills and expenses all digitally. And it can really come in handy during tax time. And seriously, if you stay on top of organizing your receipts throughout the year, which I'm not the best at, but I'm trying, it won't be such a shit show come tax time. It helps to organize your receipts by year and then by month and note on the receipt what the purpose of that expense was. And if you need help getting your taxes organized, check out our Canadian tax prep checklist to help you track everything you need before you submit. You can download that at teachmehowtoadult.ca slash taxes. So when it comes to organizing your time between work, hobbies, appointments, working out, cooking, spending time with friends, doing your side hustle, it can be so hard to keep track of it all. So using a calendar for everything can really help you make sense of all the shit that you've got going on in a week. And it sounds obvious, but guys, it actually helps. And if you live with a partner or you have a business partner, getting a shared calendar is also a game changer. It's also an awesome way to reflect at the end of the month and see where you've spent your time and what changes you want to make for the month ahead. I also use the calendar to make sure that I'm sort of balancing my time properly. So every week I try to make sure I've scheduled one night to do something for me, at least one date night with Gabe, a couple workouts, a full day for the podcast, and then time to see friends and family. And this obviously looks a little bit different in quarantine right now, but that's been my secret sauce to organizing and scheduling a good week. And I'll put work in there from nine to five in my commute. Like if you saw my Google calendar, you would, you're going to, you'll see that I'm a little cray cray, but it is so helpful and I would be completely lost without it. Whatever part of your life you're looking to organize, we hope that these tips help you get a head start. You got this. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.